Hello, Ben Robinson here with Blue Line Sports Management, and you're listening to the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused on the NHL Central Scouting list and exactly what uh, the NHL Central Scouting looks for. Um, it's a very frequent question that I get uh, from a lot of players and families is, is what exactly do they look for? Um, what kind of traits are they looking for in me as a player while I'm playing? And uh, a goal of, of mine here is just to demystify this list, uh, make it more uh, available and, uh, to everybody, and, and make everybody a little bit more aware of, of kind of what they're looking for, uh, so you can kind of prep your game and tailor your game uh, after these I, these items. Uh, obviously, some things you're going to be stronger in and some things you're going to be weak, weaker in. Uh, highly recommend you hone those areas that you're a little weaker in, uh, just so you can keep getting better every day. And... Uh, you know, make it to the next level. Um, so with that note, let's get started uh, with the NHL Central Scouting List. Um, essentially, it's two lists. Uh, you have the forward checklist and then the defenseman checklist. So it's really just each of those is a two-pager uh, quick checklist. This is what scouts use when they're they're viewing games and they're in the stands watching. They usually have, um, you know, the, the list of the roster. They have the depth of the lineup. They know who's playing, uh, what number they are, and uh, to keep tabs on them. Uh, for the forward checklist, you essentially have a checklist rating scale. So... What that consists of, it's it's a, it's a five-point scale, uh, starting with excellent, which is is the highest you can be rated. Uh, excellent stands for excels in this area, uh, considered one of the best prospects in this regard. The next one you have, next tier down, is very good, which is uh, it means you it's an area of strength for you as a player. Uh, it's you're better than most of your fellow prospects in this regard. Uh, third, which uh, would be classified kind of as a mid mid grade, uh, is possesses the ability, is not an area of specific strength or weakness, however, but it's slightly above average, so that's good. Uh, next, you have average rating, that needs work in in this specific area, the average ability uh, compared to other prospects in this regard, so that's average. Poor is uh, the very last one with on the scale, which obviously you, you don't want to fit into. Uh, must improve in this area is below average compared to other prospects in this regard. And then there's uh, the fifth and final, or sixth, I guess, is not applicable, uh, which does not apply or has not been displayed in, in your viewing as a scout. Uh, so that's really kind of the breakdown of what they use to rate. And then they're essentially one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight kind of categories that they use, uh, which are main categories. Uh, the first one being skating. Uh, so those five checklist rating scale items that I just mentioned to you, those are ratings within this skating category. Um, so there's a number of different things that they look for. Now when you do, you kind of narrow it down into the skating section. Uh, it's acceleration is what they look for. Uh, what they mean by that is is your first few strides, your ability to pull away from or catch other players. Um, you know, essentially, how quick is a player off the line from a complete standstill? Um, players that I think of in this category um, from history, hockey history, I'd say Pavel Bure. 
He's got that that superior acceleration, just clearly breaks away from the line very quickly. Um, so that's one item where they would they would choose those the scale of five from excellent to poor, and they'd rate you, um, you know, somewhere wherever you fit in as a player there. Um, next next in skating is speed. Uh, that's essentially when a player's in motion at full stride, uh, the ability to get from A to Z the fastest. You know, plain and simple, pure pure speed. Uh, when I think of a player, uh, more maybe more in more recent times with the speed in the in, in the NHL, I would have to say a player like Carl Hagelin. Um, just got that pure breakaway speed from A to Z, uh, just burning. Uh, third on that list of skating is balance. Uh, is a player strong in his skates? Uh, he doesn't get pushed around. Uh, you know, he's got a strong hockey base with his legs and his knee bend. And, you know, he's just he's very firm on those skates and, and doesn't get knock, knocked over. Um, next, you have mobility. Uh, mobility, what the NHL Central Scouting classifies, is agility, footwork, pivots, stops and starts. Uh, I think of this as a lot of edge work and turns and, and being able to transition in your skating stride from forward to backwards and, uh, and you know, a number of different turning things. Uh, last but not least, in skating, you're going to have backward skating. Uh, it's really just your overall backward skating ability, which I think they, they take into account speed, they take into account stride, balance, just everything that goes into backward skating, backwards crossovers, your ability to pivot. Um, so that's really skating category. Again, from excellent to poor, they'll rate you in those. Um, I, I definitely think that skating is is one of the number if number one things, if not the top thing that NHL Central, Central Scouting is looking for uh, when they're scouting players. Um, next on this list, you have puck skills. Um, so this is going to be anything from you know stick handling to to shooting or um, just the ability to to skate with the puck and, and all that. But uh, to get more specific, uh, number one is is shot accuracy. Uh, does the player hit the net? Uh, do they force a goalie to make a save? Um, in my opinion, this is you know hitting the target that the player is actually aiming for. Uh, next up, you have shot strength. Does the player have a heavy shot? Uh, essentially, in my opinion, this is the velocity of the shot. Uh, can can a shot hit the net through traffic? Uh, when I think of a player in hockey history with a very heavy shot that has shot strength like this, I think of a player like Al McInnes. Uh, you know, his shot's always getting through to the net and uh, very hard to block that kind of a shot. Very heavy shot. Uh, third up on this list of puck skills, you've got shot release. Uh, shot release is the ability to shoot without without getting set or uh, shooting off of the stick handle. So, you know, kind of being able to shoot off the wrong back foot. Um which I would definitely consider a player like Marc Messier to be a prime example of that. Um, and then in more present day, you have um, you know guys like Ovechkin or Patrick Laine or Brett Hull or Steven Stamkos. Those guys are setting up in their the quote-unquote office to where they're just off-center uh, to the left or right of the goalie and they're getting one-timers and uh, they just really have a quick release. Uh, another player that you can think of, it would be player like Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, you never really know where the puck's coming from. It's hard for the goalie to gauge, and it's just a laser, uh, super accurate shot that just comes off the stick, you know, with, with high velocity, very hard to stop. Uh, 
Uh, next up on puck skills, you have a category. It's called possesses multiple shot types. Uh, this means uh, a quality of a player's wrist shot, slap shot, snap shot, and backhand. Uh, just basically having a variety of different shot, shot tools to work with. And again, this is going to be rated from excellent to poor. Uh, whether it's excellent, very good, good, average, or poor. Next up in puck skills, you have stick handling ability. Can a player handle the puck at top speed? Uh, can they control the puck in tight quarters, in the corners, and along the boards? Uh, this would be, you know, stick handling in a phone booth, very much uh, like Patrick Kane does these days, uh, where he's able to stick handle very, very close and tight. Uh, or with, uh, if anybody's seen the video of Patrick Kane stick handling around all the pucks uh, sporadically placed on the ice, uh, perfect category for that here. Um, next up, you have puck protection, the ability to adjust the body position and balance to keep or acquire the puck. Uh, when I think of a player that does this, I'd have to say a guy like Mario Lemieux back in the day. Uh, with his long reach, he was able to clearly protect the puck going around defenders. Um, or you've got other, other players like Yarmir Yager uh, in today's game, still playing the game. Uh, he's very good at this puck protection. I would consider those guys excellent in this category. Uh, next, you have face-offs. Essentially what that means is uh, gets his team puck possession off the draw. Used in all zones and in all situations. A uh, player that, that uh, I would rate very excellent in this in the NHL would be uh, Patrice Bergeron. Um, giving a pass is the next one. Uh, the player delivers the puck for easy handling and leads his man. So this is still a forward rating. So this would be you know a player that's just very good, uh, maybe through neutral zone. Uh, being able to hit a guy on in stride, move in, uh, and deliver an accurate pass. Uh, and heading into the zone as well and in the zone. Uh, next would be receiving a pass. Uh, get The player gets the puck under control very quickly, can receive the puck on the forehand, backhand, or, or off his skates. Uh, you often see players who, you know, you're never going to get a pass on the tape every time. Are you able to kick that from the back of your heel on your skate to, to your tape on your, on your stick and keep moving and uh, be able to receive that pass effectively while keeping your head up um, to make sure you know you're not going to get creamed in the, in the uh, neutral zone, and that you're you're playing a heads-up game. And then finally, within puck skills, you have scoring touch. Can he score several ways? Is he, is the player smart around the net? Does he have a nose for the net? Uh, these might be players who you know they're just pure goal scorers. I mean, wherever they go, they're they're hitting the net. They're scoring. Uh, they can score from all different areas. And um, they're, they're garbage goals. They're gar goals that are coming in from a rebound or they're goals that are just pure shots, uh, pure scores with that, with the shot release. Um, so though, again, those are rated excellent to poor. And these are for forwards. And those are puck skills. Um, next, the third major category that's the NHL Central Scouting looks for is uh, which these are maybe more intangibles are uh, competitiveness. So that's the main category there. In competitiveness, you still have the excellent to poor rating. The first first major item underneath competitiveness is scoring drive. Is a player willing to battle? Is he willing to go to the net, pay the price, and do what it takes to score? Um, really just being able to go to those tough areas in front of the net 
and in, in the slot and in the house and just, you know, really go and, and know the player knows he's going to get hit, but he still goes there willing to willing to pay the price. Next, you have work ethic within competitiveness. Uh, work ethic is is broken down by overall effort, works and competes every shift, regardless of score and venue. This is a player uh, that would be excellent, I would say, who plays, you know, wherever he is, whether he's at home or on the road or it's game in, game out. He's he's got that work ethic. He brings the same uh, day in day out, regardless of you know whether the score is five nothing or uh, tied two two, or uh, coming from behind. You know your team's down a couple goals, and you're still still got that drive, passion, and work ethic that you're still you know moving forward with. Third in competitiveness is attitude. Uh, in, in an attitude, you have uh, the level of maturity of the player. Is the player well-developed or does he, quote-unquote, have a ways to go? Uh, this is, is definitely primary one that I hear when I talk to scouts um, and, and scouts from NHL Central Scouting and within within different NHL clubs. Uh, definitely one that, that a lot of scouts hone in on and bring up to me is, is attitude. You can't teach this. Can't, te can't teach attitude. Next up, you've got consistency. How consistent has a player been over the course of the season or in a game, uh, regardless if the, if the score is 5-1 or 1-5? Uh, that's just every day having consistent play. Um, you know, you'll have a lot of times when a player, uh, you know, will have, they'll play every other day, and then one, you know, the one game the player will be having a phenomenal game, have, you know, the game of his life. Next game, you know, he's maybe, you know, making a lot of mental mistakes, just not not being in the right position and um, not playing consistent, not not being able to score goals or produce, you know, from game to game. Next up on uh, competitiveness is forechecking. Uh, this also, I think, kind of goes hand in hand with work work ethic. But forechecking is is categorized by NHL Central Scouting as puck pursuit. Is a player able to fight through checks? Uh, you know, regardless of them being hit, are they still able to fight through that and uh, and just keep going? Are they rabid? Are they, you know, going in the corners hard? Um, you know, not with their head down, but with their head on head on a swivel and uh, being able to make plays and, and battle for the puck. So again, this is rated on a from a scale of, of one to ten in these areas, uh, ten being excellent and um, you know one or two being poor. Next on this forward checklist, you have physical play. So this is the next main category. Within physical play, you've got board and corner play. Uh, does a player battle for loose pucks? Uh, and is he willing to pay the price? Uh, next up, you have physical presence. Uh, the size and strength of the player are used as an asset. Uh, the player is tough to play against. And this player is, is going to be a player that punishes opponents every chance they get. Um, this is a player, you know, that, that just has that physical presence. He, he plays a, a sandpapery game, a hard nosed player, you know, a lot of heart and soul type of guys, um, like this, uh, that just battle with you in the corner. I, one player in hockey history that comes to mind for me is a defenseman for Canada and the Colorado Avalanche, Adam Foote. You know, he was just tenacious and a huge physical presence. And uh, even in one of his last shifts uh, when he was playing, he was just so tenacious again in the boards and, and just punishing, 
you know, being able to kind of two-hand a guy lightly, uh, you know, when maybe the ref's not watching, and just bringing that edge, you know, game in, game out. Next on physical play, you've got conditioning. Uh, what that means is the overall physical conditioning of the player, the player's build, their strength, their stamina, their durability. Uh, this player seldom misses games, so, you know, they're very versatile, uh, very healthy. They stay healthy the majority of the time, or even when maybe they're not healthy. Um, you know, they don't let really anybody know that, uh, but they still battle through. They play through injury, you know, injuries that are possible to play through at least, and they're just well-conditioned. Next in physical play, you've got hitting, which is essentially body checking, takes the body, effectively separates the opposition from the puck, willing to hit and make a play. Uh, some of the best hitters, you know, in the game you can think of, maybe uh, Cronwall with, uh, you know, a.k.a. being Cronwalled. Or you've got guys like uh, ex-players like Rob Blake uh, who would really just be able to use their hip check uh, very effectively and they're taking the right angle and gap control. And just they when a forward's coming down in the zone, they're able to, um, you know, easily take the body uh, keep in mind, though, these are for forwards. That's just an example of, of a defenseman who's, who's excellent at hitting. Another one maybe would be Gabriel Landeskog. I mean, he's a very, very physical player, always hitting, takes the body. Uh, last but not least, in physical play, you've got fighting. Uh, is a player willing to fight, and uh, is he capable? A uh, player like this uh, you might think of would be um, Chris McGratton. Don't know if anybody had a chance to watch uh, Ice Guardians recently. Great movie. Uh, definitely goes in depth in fighting here. And, um, you know, why why players fight, what the mentality is out there, why they want to keep fighting in a game, and why I also think fighting should still be a part of the game is uh, policing the game. So that's the last one in physical play, fighting. Are they willing to fight? Are they capable of fighting? Will they fight? Next up for forwards, you've got Hockey Sense. Um, that is entailed by about six things. Hockey sense, number one, is playmaking. Uh, does the player have vision? It, does he have offensive imagination? He sets teammates up for scoring chances and makes his teammates better. Uh, definitely, definitely a lot of high-caliber players. You see they have this playmaking ability, whether it's uh, Joe Sackick, Steve Eiserman, uh, any of today's players, uh, Connor McDavid, for instance. Definitely players like that 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 have playmaking ability. Uh, next up, you have anticipation. The player reads and reacts to the play, gets himself in position before the play develops, sees the opening, and uh, is able to easily play transition play. You know, from his own zone to the neutral zone to the offensive zone, all 200 foot of the ice. Is he able to anticipate plays? Next up for forwards in hockey sense is discipline. Does the player avoid bad penalties? Uh, when, does he accept a bad call? Um, is he not drawn into retaliation very easily? A lot of times you'll see a player, uh, maybe someone's chirping him or, or getting getting on him pretty good uh, on the ice or you know across the benches. Uh, and another another player that's being chirped, he'll he'll uh, just come back right away and you know maybe slash a guy or or do something that he probably shouldn't, uh, whether it's a two hander, uh, and set his team back with with a penalty. So the the player will end up going to the box uh, just because he has you know terrible discipline. Uh, that they also rate from one to ten, ten being excellent, one being poor. 
Next up in hockey sense, you have decision-making. Uh, does a player have the decision-making ability to sort out options and make the right choices? And uh, a lot of times, you know, you'll see decision-making be key when when you're in a fast game and the game's fast itself. It's, it's a pure speed game. Uh, is the player able to handle these decisions and make these quickly and, and figure out, you know, what he wants to do with his options, you know, whether that's on the power play or uh, in the offensive zone or breaking out of the zone? Being able to maybe chip a puck up, uh, you know, chip and slash hockey off the boards, high off the glass when he's in his own zone, or uh, just being able to play a puck off the wall uh, or find a guy uh, and make the right decision, maybe back door. Next in hockey sense, you have playing under pressure. Uh, is the player able to make the right decisions above when he's either forechecked or in a key situation? Um, so that's, you know, when the player's being pressured, he, someone's coming on him fast, the player knows he's going to be hit. He's still able to make a play and, and make the right play without giving the puck away, having a turnover, or uh, just, you know, holding the puck or making the wrong play. Finally, in hockey sense, you have versatility. Is the player able to play various positions, roles, and special teams? This, uh, in my mind, would be a player just playing in all situations, different different times of the game, uh, start to finish. Is he playing big minutes? Is he playing power play? Is he playing penalty kill? Is he playing even strength? Um, can he play winger? Can he play center? Can he play both? Um, can he take draws? Uh, is the player just able to, uh, you know, go down in the corners and, and play kind of like a winger and dig the puck up and free it up and get it to the, maybe the centerman kind of curling in the offensive zone and be able to make a play that way. Uh, versatility, there you go. So hockey sense, those are the things that, that NHL Central Scouting is looking for. Next up for forwards, uh, and this is very important, this makes more of a complete player, is defensive play. Uh, does a player have defensive anticipation? Uh, does the player read the play? Do they have gap control? Are they able to you know, understand what's going to happen in their own zone and where do they need to be? Uh, that kind of uh, curtails into positioning. Uh, positioning, what NHL Central Scouting calls that, is angling opponents. Uh, are they active away from the puck? So that's head on a swivel. Do they know where uh, when the puck's in the opposite corner, maybe your winger, do you have your, your D-man marked up? Are you, are you watching that? But at the same time, are you also watching the slot and maybe sucking down a little... Uh, into your own end in the, in the slot, just making sure that that D-man's not sneaking in or the winger or center, whoever is, is in the zone playing against you, is not going to go score and get a pass and just, and just you know, go right in and score. Also, as a centerman, maybe that uh, that positioning is, is down in the corners, helping your D-man, uh, cycling just back and forth, skating, you know, making sure you're, you're playing in the whole full defensive zone um, and just supporting your guys. Uh, next up in defensive play for forwards is back checking. Huge, huge thing uh, that coaches always harp on. Uh, when, when you're coming back, are you picking up a man? Are you returning hard to the defensive zone instead of lollygagging? Uh, maybe you had a tough shift in the offensive zone or you're at the, the end of a shift. Are you able to still skate back and help your team and, and get back in time uh, to, to stop the rush of the opposition? And uh, do you have that drive you know, to be able to come back and, and get back? Uh, you know, there's a lot of players they'll they'll cherry pick. They'll stay stay forward in the forward offensive zone, and uh, maybe they're considered lazy players. 
in some cases, which you don't like to see. And then final uh, for defensive play is defensive reliability. Uh, is the forward used in critical situations? So this is where, you know, maybe you're down a goal, you need a goal, uh, your coach puts you, puts you out there, and you're in your own zone, you're on a, you're on a face-off, um, maybe it's a power play, the other team has a power play. Uh, does the coach put you out in that situation? Um, and are, is the coach able to rely on you defensively? Uh, is he going to be able to count on you that you're not going to be scored on and, and you know, set your team back or, or make a mental mistake? Finally, for forwards, you have uh, another, maybe most importantly, is, is the psychological factors. Uh, these are a lot, a lot of the intangibles as well. That it's very hard to measure. Um, a lot of times, you know, NHL Central Scouting, they'll actually make very good friends with the training staff of a given team. Uh, that way, they know the trainer. I think the trainer of any team is going to know, you know, individual guys more on an individual basis. They see them through the good, through the through the bad. They see them away from the time, maybe when the coach is not in the room, and, and they're able to judge, uh, you know, players a little more easily these ways uh, on on the psychological factors. So what you'll have a lot of times is is NHL Central Scouting or NHL Club. They'll they'll get a hold of the trainer, or they'll have guys that know the trainer. And they'll go right to the trainer and ask him, "Hey, do you know about about Johnny number number seven there, the forward? Tell me a little about a bit about him and his psychological factors. Uh, what these are and what NHL Central Scouting is looking for for these is leadership. Uh, is the player able to take charge? Uh, they display on ice leadership. So aside from being a, a captain or an alternate captain or assistant, do they show leadership? Do they show you know lead by example traits?" Uh, are they good in the room? Are, are they considered a leader in the room? I mean, you can lead vocally, but you can also lead, uh, you know, like like a Joe Sackick or a Stevie Y, uh, you know, without having to, to say anything or stand up and talk. More just let your game kind of lead and do the talking for you. Uh, next is communication. Uh, NHL Central Scouting here is looking for, they want to witness in-game examples of constructive discussions with teammates and coaches. So uh, can can the player of this forward, can they take con constructive criticism? Uh, can they listen? Can they can they hear what their coach is telling them on the bench or maybe on the board and uh, with the chalk talk? Can they understand what they're saying and um, communicate that back to the coach and ask questions and... and um, you know, a lot of times you'll also see communication on the ice in-game situation where maybe a forward is, is having a constructive discussion with a defenseman or they're talking to the goalie or in between face-offs, um, they're talking about, you know, where they want the guy to line up. If you're a center, you, where you want your forwards, uh, your wingers, you're telling them where you exactly want them or the defenseman, um, you know, or maybe you saw something out there where, you know, your teammate made a, made a decision or went to a certain area. Maybe you want to kind of lead them and, and show them or communicate to them, you know, maybe where they could be better, um, more constructively, you know, without kind of talking down to, to them. Last but not least in psychological factors, you have confidence. Is the player able to display mental toughness? Uh, do they display a noticeable air of confidence uh, on their off-ice and on ice activities, um, a lot of times I mean confidence is just hard to teach, right? I mean you got you got guys that'll be confident, 
uh, from game to game. And then there's maybe guys that are in slumps and they're not so confident. They're waiting for the puck to go in the net. They haven't scored in a long time. You'll see that their confidence uh, starts to be lacking or, or they start to kind of squeeze the stick, as a lot of people say. Um, this, I mean, you really see um, with good players, I mean, they're, they're confident, you know, whether they're going through um, a very high period of scoring or they're, whether they're going through a slump and they're not scoring at all. You know, these kind of players, they're very confident in their abilities. They're very even keeled. Uh, they don't get too high. They don't get too low. Uh, you know, they don't let too much get to them. They're just, um, you know, they try to maintain a very uh, level-headed way about their game, just game in, game out. Um, so really, those are the major categories for forward checklist. Um, and then at the very bottom of the chart, you've got this little section, a little box uh, that basically says, it's, it's kind of a summary. So it's, it says, player summary, what type of overall player is he? And then on that, you've got a number of, of boxes, um, one being power forward. Next up, you've got a skilled forward. Next up, you've got a role player, a checker, maybe a third, fourth liner. You've got skilled offensive defensemen. Maybe you're Eric Carlson type guy. And then you have a reliable stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, and this is a guy, um, you know, you might you might think of numerous guys throughout the NHL that have been, you know, valuable home stay-at-home defensemen. Maybe they're not the most offensively gifted guys, uh, but they're just very good in their own end, very even-keeled. And uh, when you look at power forward, skilled forward, I mean, skilled, you, you might think top six forward. They've just got a lot of accuracy, a lot of uh, supreme skating, um, shooting, stick handling type ability. They're very, very, just very skilled. Uh, and then power forward, you know, you might have more of a bigger type winger. Um, that's just um, got a lot of speed, got a lot of skating, and able to go battle in the corners, retrieve pucks for, for the more skilled type forwards. And, and get those to him. Yeah, so so that's really uh, the player summary. What type of overall player uh, NHL Central Scouting is looking for? They'll check one of those uh, and and kind of categorize the player based on what they see. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, you'll see these NHL Central scouts. They'll be at uh, any game, whether it's the USHL or the CHL. Uh, game in, game out. These guys are watching, and uh, whether it's a pro scout or uh, more of an amateur type scout that's that's looking and scouting the NCAA Division One college hockey, uh, but NHL Central Scouting itself is is ranked of uh, I would say about fifteen to twenty scouts. Uh, they have the North American Central Scouting, but then they also have European Central Scouting. Um, those scouts in Europe they scout Europe specifically, and then uh, you have the group here in North America in uh, the in Canada and the United States who purely. That's all they do is scout um, their job as a professional scout. And actually, a lot of NHL Central Scouts, they are actually other, they have a lot of other positions within the business, whether they're, um, you know, they, ha they have uh, coaching or general manager positions in, in other organizations in different leagues, whether it's the East Coast, American League, or the NHL. Um, most likely, you know, you'll see other guys in the American League or East Coast or. Um, with Western League teams or, or other uh, Ontario League teams or, or then the Quebec Major Junior League. Um, so really they, they work for a team and they also kind of consult for NHL Central Scouting. Um, so they, that's a forward checklist. 
really, the defenseman checklist, which is another separate chart. It's it's two pages as well. It's very close to that of the forwards, which I just read you. Uh, the only differences between the two that I've seen here are um, in competitiveness in that section. There's the same ones as before with forwards. There's scoring drive, work ethic, attitude, consistency. But the difference for the defenseman, which is more D-specific, is puck retrieval. Um, this would be classified as, is a defenseman able to go back for the puck and move the puck up ice on offense? Um, that would be, you know, I think definitely a defenseman maybe who's a very well-skating defenseman, maybe like a John Michael Lyles or a Tyson Berry or, um, you know, an Eric Johnson type player that, that really just moves the puck up the ice well or, or maybe like a Ryan Sutter. Um, that's in defensemen. Uh, the only other difference I see here looking at the chart is uh, defensive play. So there's the one D specific item on there, which is slot coverage. Uh, is a defenseman able to clean the crease? Is a defenseman tying up their man very well? Are they poke checking? And do they use their stick well? Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see a defenseman be able to, you know, get in front of the guy or get behind the guy and uh, use their strength and just kind of power him out of the way so the goalie can see and allow the goalie to see to have a clear vision and sight vision of the puck and, and be able to see, you know, where the puck's coming from easily and, and using their stick to, you know, chip a puck off a guy's stick or you got a forward coming in on you as a defenseman, you want to be able to take the guy, but also you're able to easily use your stick um, and take away the puck uh, for, for turnovers. Um, that's the only other difference in defensive play in the major category there. Everything else, uh, whether it's uh, skating, puck skills, competitiveness, physical play, hockey sense, Defensive play and psychological factors. It's it's all identical to the same chart of forwards uh, Last but not least the defensemen have a player summary again, which uh, classifies what type of overall player is the defenseman and uh, This has three different categories. It has a, are they a role player are they a checker type defenseman maybe uh, on the on the toward the back of the depth chart or are they a more skilled offensive defenseman, um, you know, toward the, you know, the top two pairing type type defenseman, you know, like your uh, Zdeno Chara, um, Suter, uh, Dustin Bufflin, those type of guys. And then last but not least is reliable stay-at-home defenseman. Is, is that the type of defenseman they are? Are they more of a uh, Adam Foot type defenseman? Uh, where they just have all the tools and they're able to, you know, be very good in their own end. Um, so it looks like those are mostly just boxes where, you know, they'll check the box and categorize you as a, as a defenseman that way. So really, uh, to wrap up, um, those are the NHL Central Scouting's kind of criteria for what they look for, uh, for both forwards and defensemen. Hopefully this chat today kind of cleared up a little bit about what they're looking for and uh, helps you as a player to you know prepare your game the right way and, and work on those maybe weaker areas where you know you can always get better uh, a lot of the best players you see you know they hone in on those areas um, you know an example would be uh, maybe 
uh, Dre Zidel in, in Edmonton, um, when he came into the league, his skating uh, and foot speed was, was definitely not exactly where it should have been, and his acceleration uh, was that was definitely a knock on, on Dre Zidel. Uh, what Dre Zidel's done is, uh, I think every summer, I mean, he works very specifically with a specific power skating coach that he has a real good relationship with, and uh, he's been able to actually improve. And uh, now I'd say he's actually got you know some of the top acceleration and foot speed in the game, uh, and he's he's increased his mobility. He's just a better all-around player because he was able to work on his weakness, which was skating. And this can be applied to all different areas, you know, whether that's puck skills, competitiveness, and, um, you know, working on the stuff, you know, the sports psychology piece of the game, which the mental game, being able to help yourself improve in, in those aspects. So really, I want to thank you today for listening. This has been uh, Skate Your Way to the Top, the first episode of, of this podcast here. I really hope you share this with, with any friends and teammates that you have. Please feel free to share or comment or um, uh, subscribe on iTunes. And uh, I'd really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.